Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. We're going to be talking about favor. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, we, we, we talk, say things about favor from time to time, you know, and... And I just, I just want to remind you of what favor is and what favor can do for you, how it can change your life, how it can impact your life, how it can, it can take you to places you never dreamed of, you know, and, and smooth out places that are so rough that nobody, there's just no way, you know, it, it, it could happen quite like that, you know. And so we're just going to start talking about it tonight and uh, probably finish it up next week because I have way too much here to get. Can I have too many rabbit trails? Sorry. So that's the other problem. But let me just tell you what favor is. And um, I pulled out some old notes and I've added some stuff to it. So in my old notes, I had written down that favor is excessive kindness, unfair partiality, something done out of goodwill rather than from justice. I love the unfair partiality because with God, favor ain't fair. You know, I say that all the time. Favor ain't fair. He loves his kids and he wants his kids to have everything that they need anytime they need it. And when he steps in, favor comes with the package. Unfair partiality. You know, we, I have experienced so much of that in so many ways. Miss Helen was just talking about the fact she had the best doctor that North Florida has there. And that he, his schedule is so booked, you know, that it's hard to get into him. But she got into him. That's the favor of God. Unfair partiality. Somebody else is waiting, but God put her at the head of the line. So, you know, and so I went back, and this is what Webster says about favor. It says, a favor is a friendly regard shown to another, approving consideration or attention, partiality, gracious kindness, leniency, effort in one's behalf or interest, to do a kindness for, to treat gently or carefully, to give support or confirmation to, to, affor- to afford advantages for success. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Isn't that wonderful? I'm going to, we're going to start off tonight by talking about the blessings. I want you to turn with me to Deuteronomy 28.13. Numbers are 28.13. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's just, you know, it's, it's kind of hard, you know, to start in verse 13. When you get to this chapter, let's just start in verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently into the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. And blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle and the increase of your kind and the flocks of your sheep. Blessed shall be your basket and your store. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies to rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in the storehouses. We don't have exactly storehouses like granaries, but we got bank accounts. 
We got IRAs. We got 401ks. We got all kinds of investment opportunities. And, and all that you set your hand to, and he shall bless you in the land which the Lord thy God gives you. The Lord shall establish you as a holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto you, if you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall she, see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you plenteous in goods, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of your ground, in the land with the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give to you. The Lord shall open Open unto you his good treasure. Oh, can you imagine? He's going to open to you his good treasure. If his streets are paved with gold, I suspect the treasury is pretty bountiful. But he's going to open it up to you. Amen. Uh, the heaven to give the rain in, in, into, that, into land in his season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall be only above, and you shall not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Well, let's go on. I'll come back and make some comments. Isaiah fifty-five eleven. Isaiah 55. 11, you, you, need to, you need to know some of these verses. It says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I have sent it. You couple that with what we just read about blessings. He's telling you his word doesn't come back void. It comes back full. Hallelujah. Uh, Numbers 6.25. Numbers 6.25. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. John twelve twenty six. John twelve twenty six. I could I could have written all these out and just read them to you, but you know what? It's good for you to look at them. John 12 and verse 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also be my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. You could say, him will my father bless. You could say, him will my father give favor to. Amen. Uh, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Hallelujah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Go with me to Romans. Eight six eight seventeen. Romans eight verse seventeen. Well, let's see here. 
again. We can't start there. We have to go back to 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Amen. Proverbs. No, let's go to Luke first. Let's go to Luke. Luke 2, verse 52. I want you to see a result of walking in all of those things. 2, verse 52. We're talking about Jesus. And we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the potential that's in you as well. It says here in verse 52, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature could be age. He increased in wisdom and age and in favor with God and man. Jesus increased with fa- in favor with God and man. How about that? Proverbs 3, verse 4. Proverbs 3, verse 4. Well, let's, let's start in verse 1 again. I'm sorry. Says, my son, forget not my law. You can say, forget not my word, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Isn't that a wonderful promise of God? Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around thy neck, write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find favor. I've written in here high esteem and good understanding in the sight of God and man. You know, I think from just reading all these different verses, you know, you read, you read from Deuteronomy, you, the blessings you read in passages like this. You know, I think what you can, one of the things that you can gather from all of this is, is that your favor is sourced in God. And the bigger the relationship you have with God, the bigger favor you're going to enjoy. Not just with God, but with man. Um, you know, if you had two children in the same house and one of them was just hard to get along with, expected mama and daddy to do for them all the time, didn't do any chores around the house, didn't help, help anything, was always just a pain in the neck to get along with, um, thought somebody owed him all the time. And then you have the other child who is loving to their parents, always cooperative, always willing to, to, to help around the house, always willing to just be a blessing wherever he can be a blessing, not really expecting anything. But, you know, as a parent, you know, you're going to take care of both of these children. You're going to provide a home for them. You're going to provide food for them. You're going to provide clothing for them. You're going to provide the necessities of life. But I'm here to tell you, well, you got one who expects it just because you're my daddy, you, you know, and, and you owe me. And you've got one who says, thank you, Father. I appreciate that so much. You're just such a blessing to me. 
you know, I just love you so much. And who, and who endears himself to his parents. Guess who's going to experience favor? Too many believers come along and they just want God at their beck and call. They just want God to come in there and just do for them all the time. Because after all, I'm a child of God. You, you, you owe it to me. What well, God's going to bless them to the extent that he can. But I'm telling you what, the more time you spend developing your relationship with the Father, the more time you, you put into to just getting to know Him, the more time you spend in just getting to be of service to Him, the more time you put into saying, Father, what can I do? Give me something to do. I'll be glad to do it. I'm happy to do it. I, I don't begrudge anything you ask me to do because you've been so good to me. That one is going to experience favor like the other one won't. How many times do people, you know, sit out, you know, and do, doing their own thing? Well, I'm born again. That's really all that matters. I'm going to heaven. That was, that's, that's the big deal, isn't it? Well, yeah, if that's all you want out of life, then I guess that's fine. But, you know, God intends for us to live a better life than that. He's in, he intends for us to walk in the goodness that we can experience here he doesn't intend for us to wait till we get to heaven to experience the richness that he has available to us. He wants us to experience some of that now. And because we live in this world, you know, you could have a lot of favor with, with God just on the basis of you just knowing, you know, you, you gave your heart to the Lord. You accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and just leave it at that. But that's not what he intended. You know, when you go back and you look at the word salvation, you see so much that's in that word salvation. It's not just getting to heaven. It's safety, preservation, soundness, wholeness, you know, fullness. It's, it's prosperity. It's healing. It's all of these things. Jesus paid for it all one time. And he wants you to experience it all while you're here. Now, we're going to live in a dimension here that is going to be far exceeded when we get to heaven. But we can walk in such victory here that, that most people have never heard of. You know, um, Steve and Christy were up this last weekend with the boys, and, and so the guys were, I mean, these, these kids have gotten old enough, you know, that when they're at the house, you know, they got their faces, you know, and stuff. And uh, some of them were working on homework, and you know, two, three of them I, I knew were working on home on homework assignments that they had going on. And so Christy and I were having a conversation, and she was asking me some questions. And I was having this little, I got through, and I thought, Lord, I don't think she meant to get a sermon in the kitchen, you know. But you know, that's kind of what she got. You open the door, you ask me a question, you kind of get a sermon, okay? Uh, but she was telling me about all these, you know, this, some people that she knows and, and some things that she'd been reading and, and some things. And, and I just said, she, she actually read some things to me from somebody. She never told me who the name of this person was. And she really didn't know too much about them. And, and some of it was just, I was just like, that's a picture of what most of the church world looks like, of what they think about the, the blessings of God. And so we just had this long discussion, you know, about they don't understand. This, this person that she had, you know, I mean, obviously they had something good to say. But, you know, when you're reading after people that you really don't really, really know, you need to have a good 
case of eat the hay and spit out the sticks. Now, if you don't read your Bible and you're not familiar with what the Bible is saying, you don't know what's hay and what sticks. And uh, this, this man said, and, and I forget now the, the scripture that he used, he said, that's an Old Testament thing, and it was not written. It was written to the children of Israel because of the situation with, with, that they were in. It is not for you to claim as a promise. And I went, no, no, no. You know, everything that was done in the Old Testament is a type and shadow of what we have in the New Testament. And if God promised them something in the Old Testament, you better believe that as a child of God, I can have that same thing. They were God's chosen people in the Old Testament. We're God's chosen people in the New Testament. What he said to the chosen there applies to me now. My situation might not be the same. I may not have been in captivity for 70 years, you know, like they were. But, but that still, those, those things he said to them about blessing, they apply to me. And let me tell you, they apply to you. And so you need, to, you need to, to just know that God wants you to experience the finest, the highest, and the best while you're here. He wants you to be a shining example of what a life of God really means to this world. Because what it really means is, is a high degree of blessing, uh, and that, with that comes a high degree of favor. Because we live in a world where we have to participate in life with people who aren't born again. And if they act like they want to act towards you, you know, you might not get much out of them. How, how many of us can say we've always worked for Christian bosses? That you've worked in a Christian environment? That you've gone to school with nothing but Christians? Sometimes you're better off to go to school with a bunch of heathens than you are with some Christians. But, I mean, we have, to, we have to deal with this world. And because we have to deal with this world, we have to find ourselves in a place where we're experiencing God's favor with them as well. They may not understand why they're doing what they're doing. But we know that it's, it's coming to us as a result of the place that we have with God. It's coming to us as a result of the character of God. We're coming to the place where we have to realize it's because God can move on people without them knowing he's the one doing it. If he could, in the Old Testament, change the heart of kings who were heathens, he can certainly change the heart of your heathen boss. Listen, you can walk into any situation in this life, because you have a relationship with your Father and with His Son Jesus, knowing that favor belongs to you and not be intimidated in the least. Not in the least. It comes from knowing who you are in Christ, it comes from knowing what Christ has provided for you in His redemption. It comes from knowing that you are the apple of our Father's eye. That he loves you immeasurably. That he loves you abundantly. That he loves you so much that he paid a huge price to have you become one of his. You need to begin to expect favor in any and all situations you ever find yourself in. Never find yourself in a place where you're going, oh no, Oh, no, this is not going to go well. No, it is going to go well. It is going to go well. 
when it's not going well for anybody else, it's going well for me. It's going well for me. You know, when we have a relationship with the Father, it's easy to have favor with him. I, I looked at that today and I said, favor with God. What does that really mean? What, let me give you an example. How about Abraham? Look at the relationship he had with God. I mean, they were on first name basis. And when God said he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham had such favor with God that he could go to him and say, let's talk. Before you destroy the cities, let's talk. Now, if I can find this many righteous, will you spare it? And God said, I'll spare it. And he kept bringing the number down. Now, God, how about this? If we can, if we can find this many righteous, will you spare it? Yes, for your sake, I'll spare it. He got down to 10. If I can just find 10 righteous, will you spare it? And he's going, yes, I'll spare it. That's called favor with God. You know, there are times when you go present your, your case to God. And because you have favor with him, he'll go, okay. Okay. I'll do that. The king, I think it was Hezekiah in the Old Testament, God sent the prophet in there and said, you're going to die tonight. Get your affairs in order. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to plead his case with, the, with God. And God said, I'll give you more time. He told the prophet who had already started to leave the building, turn around and go back. Tell him I've given him this many more years. That's favor with God. That's favor. Mary, when the angels came, what they say? Go with me to the first chapter of Luke. First chapter of Luke. Verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, Mary, you are, full, you are highly favored. The Lord is, is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You know, I, I looked at this and I, and I thought to myself, well, how, 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 come, how come she's highly favored? Well, if you, if you go back up to verse 27, it said, called her a virgin, which means she kept herself holy. She kept herself in a place where she was, I don't want to say the word righteous, um, in such a way that, that, that she could easily connect with the things of God. Can you imagine a, an angel showing up? Now, I mean, I, I know it kind of you know, took her off guard. But yet, you know, she begins to ask, how is this going to happen? Listen, if you didn't have favor with God and an angel showed up, I would be highly uncomfortable. But this was something wonderful. You were highly favored and blessed. It had to be because she had a relationship. 
as far as she could without being born again. The relationship she had, you know, that she kept the law, that she did everything she needed to do, that she kept herself pure, she kept herself holy, that she did what was right in the, in the, in the sight of God. That she did all of those things, and because of that relationship, God could choose her. Out of all possibilities, he could choose her to become the mother of the Son of God. Blessed and highly favored. Was it going to be an easy road? No, God never promised it's an easy road. He promised a victorious road. Easy didn't come with the package. You know, they had issues. People who sought to kill them. They had to get up and leave, you know, after the child was born and go to Egypt. You know, there were things along the way. You know, we don't really know a whole lot about a lot of these things. But, you know, for a mother to lose her son when he's 33 years old, that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. Now, later, obviously, you know, when she realized, you know, when she was born again herself, you know, then, you know, that all made sense. But, you know, she had to have some kind of a real relationship with the Lord for these angels to say, you are highly favored and blessed among women. And then for them to go on and say, you have found favor with God. Listen, God can move in your behalf just by living right. Just by living right. We're living in an age when there's so much compromise around us, when there is so many... (sighs) avenues that we could go down that are, you know, well, it's not really all that bad. But in your heart, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. Listen, you want to find favor with God, you keep your integrity in all areas of life. All areas. I know, you know, in in corporate world, you know, there are times you may find yourself in in situations, I'm probably getting ahead of myself a little bit, corporate situations where you may find yourself in places and situations where everybody else is doing something in And you're going to look like a real weirdo if you don't participate. You just look like a weirdo. It's okay. Because the one who's really looking at you is the Lord Jesus and the Father God. And that's who you need to impress. Not whoever your co-workers are. Not whoever, not whoever, you know, is standing around you. Who's putting the pressure on you to compromise. You know, I, I am getting ahead of myself a little bit. But... Um, when I, when we were, pastor was at going to Rama and I was working for my, my doctors, I had a, it was a, a group and it was five doctors and, um, and there was one of them, they called Dr. Art and he was a big guy. I mean, he was like a big old huge bear, you know, and, and I was doing x-ray and lab and, and the guy who was in the afternoon, came in in the afternoon to do part of the lab. He, uh, he accidentally, we had this lady come in who was extremely hard to get a, find a vein to get blood out of and he, he didn't pay attention, and he threw the blood sample away before the tests could get run. And uh, so I went to tell Dr. Art, and he was the one that, he was the bear. And, and, you know, you want to stay on his good side. And uh, I went to him to tell him what had happened, and he told me to go call that lady up and to tell her, that, oh, that we, we didn't have enough blood to get all the tests done that we needed to do, and that she needed to come back in. And I said, uh, no, I, I'm not going to do that, Dr. Art. And he goes, why not? I said, because he'd be lying. Greg threw it away. He just threw it away. 
I said, if you want to tell her that, you'll have to call her. I won't call her. If I call her, I'll tell her exactly what happened. I think he's the one who made the call. Do you know what? I had such favor with that man for the rest of the time I was there. You maintain your integrity wherever you are. We'll have some examples of that probably not not this week but next week. Um, Never go into a situation full of anxiety, dread, or fear about what the outcome might be. You have the favor of God. God's favor will put you over. He'll cause things to happen that cannot be explained any other way. There's no explanation for it. Never assume that you can't have favor but just because of the situation you find yourself in. doesn't matter what situation you're in. Even if you're the one who puts yourself in that situation. Repent real quick. And then say, God, I need some favor. I need your mercy. Thank you for forgiving me. I know you're faithful and just to forgive me, you know, for, you know, putting myself in this kind of a position. You didn't intend for this to happen, but I know that you can give me favor to help get me out of this. Just believe it. Favor flows when you stand and act on the word. You go into a situation, you go, well, they won't do it. I know they won't do it. I know, I, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know they won't do what I need them to do. I know they won't. Listen, stop that. I have so many times I thought to myself, well, all they can do is say no. But let's give it a chance. And it's sometimes big things. It's sometimes small things. I was uh, visiting Pastor Nancy out in uh, in last October at her ranch uh, in... um, in Colorado, and we went into town, and, and she was looking for a specific size little wooden chair. She wanted to put the little desk that she had because that's where the kid, grandkids came. And when they did homework, it was easy for them to sit at this little desk and that kind of stuff. And she hadn't been able to find a chair. So we went to all these little antique shops, you know, in Salida, Colorado, and we couldn't find anything. They were all too wide and this kind of stuff. And we went to a place that, that sold shoes and I don't know what else. And uh, there, lo and behold by the shoes was a chair that was perfect but it was their chair and it was not for sale and she said oh man that's that'd be perfect but you know this is their chair I mean you know it's not it's not for sale and I'm going we started to walk out and went just a minute and I walked back in the store she said are you are you are you going back in there and I went yeah I'm going back in there so I went to the man and I said listen of course you know in Colorado I can sound really good and sweet southern it goes a long way and so, and so I walked back in and said, sir, I need to ask you a question. And he goes, okay, what? Well, I said, there's a chair over there where those shoes are. I, I obviously, I'll use that, let people sit down to try on shoes. I said, and we need that chair. We would really like to have that chair. Would you consider selling it to us? And he said, what chair are you talking about? So we walked over there, and he, he looked at the chair, and I said, that chair. And he goes, hmm, my wife really loves that chair. And I just, I just take heart here. It's okay. She does. Oh, that's wonderful. You know. And I said, can I buy it from you? He goes, she really loves that chair. And I'm thinking, are you jacking the price up on me? You know. But in a minute, he goes, okay, how about $30? I went, sold. We walked out that chair. I came out that chair, Pastor Nancy, going, you got the chair? <laughs> I said, I told you all they can do is say no. You know, but I'm believing God for him to say yes. And so I walked out with the chair. You know, in any situation, give God an opportunity to work for you. 
I wouldn't want to be there when his wife came back into the store and he had to explain to her why her chair was gone. But her chair was gone. And it's now at somebody else's house. And, of course, he didn't know my name, so he couldn't look up the sentence and say, give me my chair back. <laughs> but never expect in any situation that there's not some favor to be had. There is favor available to you no matter what the situation is. Don't be too intimidated or too scared to just follow the leading of the Holy Ghost on the inside. To just follow it and just see where it takes you. You know, it it will become super evident to you that God's at work, even in little things, just like that. You know, so um, remember, favor flows out of your relationship with God. That's where favor ultimately comes from, no matter whether it's with him or whether it's with man, born again or not born again. Favor comes as a result of the relationship you have. You can have a little bit of favor. You can have abundant favor. It all depends on the kind of relationship you maintain with the Lord and how much word you keep putting in you. Hallelujah. Well, we will stop with that because I'm one minute over, and yes, we will go to part two next week. Hallelujah. I hope this is a blessing to you, and uh, we'll get into some more specifics next week about having favor with man. Love you. You're a blessing. You're an awesome bunch. You should be saying amen. I'm giving you a chance here. My goodness. <laughs> you have favor with me. <laughs> amen. We love you. See you Sunday. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.